Hey guys, it's Nathan. Um, I'm not sure if you all saw the Facebook page, I'm assuming a lot of our listeners didn't, but this week ended up being a weird scheduling conflict for a bunch of us, so John is still gone, uh, Sean is going on a road trip, like, later today, so there was, like, a small window of opportunity to record with him, um, and I still have to go to work and stuff, so... Sean and I are both recording our own individual episodes, and we're going to put them together. So you'll get back-to-back one-man podcasts. I'm not sure who's going to come first. Maybe you already know all this, and this is totally redundant, so I better just get to it. Um, Hey, guys. It's Nathan. It's Top Down Perspective. Welcome to late June. Um, We did our big, stupid, long E3 episode last week. Thanks for listening to that. Uh, I guess the one bit of information that I wasn't allowed to talk about then, which I can as of today, as I'm recording this, it's June 19th. Uh, Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. I saw a demo for that. I went down to the Devolver area, which was not in E3, but it was near E3. It was like across the street near Hooters. They had a trailer there, a couple trailers. Uh, They had a barbecue. I'm going to say it was Very Jerry, might have been the name of the lady, like, lady stand doing that. Amazing sandwich. The barbecue sauce was so good. It was like steak tips. And I, you know, it's probably compounded by the fact I was quite hungry. Like, I was looking for lunch anyway. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to head out of the convention center, stop here, do this Devolver thing, and then go look for, like, a Quiznos or something. But they were offering sandwiches and beer and chips and stuff, and it was fantastic. So thanks to Devolver Digital for that. Um, There were some Destructoid dudes there that I recognized. I didn't really engage with them though because I was just like I don't know what to say like I don't what like that's Conrad he's on Podtoid that's cool that's Hamza he used to be on Podtoid that's less cool because I that's like my only Destructoid that I you know consume but whatever like they they were there with the same demo session or whatever also met this dude Calvin who worked on Legend of Dungeon uh, which was one of the indie kid games uh, that was kind of cool but yeah as for the game itself wrong number um, my initial reaction based on just the premise was, oh, this is like Human Centipede 2. And let me explain. In Hotline Miami 2, like, one of the core things going on in the story is a bunch of fans of the original Hotline Miami now have masks and are going and committing crazy crimes. And they're basically like a vigilante organization formed around being fanatics about the first game. For those who don't know, in Human Centipede, the second film involves a guy who's like a crazy fan of the first movie who then imitates the crazy surgery done in the first movie. So it's kind of like, you know, fiction-inspiring reality and then folding back on itself or whatever. Um, Sure, I guess. Or, you know, Scream, the Scream movies. In fact, parts of it remind me of the Scream movies because there's also a movie. Uh, in the fiction, there is a movie based on the events of the first Hotline Miami that now exists, and that movie is inspiring its own following and crimes and whatever. And that's how they actually justify the live-action trailers that were for the first game, because apparently those are also part of the fiction, and that's why it's based on a true story, because it was based on a true story within the fiction of the universe, which is super convoluted and silly, but at the same time, I kind of like it. Um, that's like their whole marketing thing. Um, but yeah. From what I saw of the game, I think I saw, like, two levels. Um, There were a few different playable characters this time around, which, I mean, in the first one, there were two. There was the motorcycle guy and the jacket guy, like, just the regular dude. 
Um, this one, I guess there's a butcher character who wears like a pig mask. There's the teenager characters. And I don't know if they actually announced who the third guy is, which made me kind of suspicious that maybe it is the motorcycle guy because he survives the end of the first game. But whatever. Um, yeah, they walked us through two levels. Uh, they were playing, like the, the Devolver PR guy and uh, one of the developers. I can't remember who. It was not Cactus, though. That much I know for sure. But I cannot remember the gentleman's name. I apologize. He was, he was a pretty excited guy. Um, there are there's still bumping tunes in there. They have some artists returning. Jasper Byrne was the one name I remember them confirming out loud. Um, so yeah, they're definitely going for a similar kind of electronic synthy soundtrack, which is cool. Um, there were no scores and stuff popping off, like combos and all that, in the demo. So I was like, oh man, crazy. They're probably gonna Maybe they're trying to make it more immersive and like, you know, because one of my minor issues with that is like, if you change, if you're going to change the character so they're not just a deranged psychopath or like they're, they have other motivations, the scoring thing kind of gets a little weird. But, so I was like, oh, is, is, like, is it because of the story? Are you changing it because of that? And it's like, oh, no, no, that's just not in there yet. So, all that stuff, combo chasing, numbers, points popping off, all that stuff will still be in there. So, never mind. Um, but yeah, dude, you know, killing guys. There are different enemies this time around. So there for like there's different gangs I guess you're going up against. So there's different units for each of the gangs and they might have some different weapons or like look and whatever. Um so that's a little cool. And the first one there's just the white suited thugs. Like that is pretty much the whole thing and then like big giant guy. And then, you know, cops but they behave the same way. You know, like I guess the enemy behaviors will be a little more variety this time around. I asked if there was going to be a, ma a map maker. Um, they said they get that a lot, I guess, so they're kind of looking into it, but they didn't confirm or deny that. Um, I, just because, like, since the first game, that is what I want. I want to be able to build movie, like, action scenes in that game's, like, rule set and then just kind of see how that works. And even if they're shitty, I just want to mess around with it. And that the reason I kind of was prompted to ask is because they're saying this is the last Hotline Miami thing. Like, past this, they want to go on to something else. I think they're being genuine about that. I don't think it's like, if this sells really well, well obviously we'll do Hotline Miami 3. As far as, like, the core creative dudes are concerned, I think they're done with the story. And the reason I say that is because I guess this used to be a DLC plan. Like, this was... It's almost like the way Super Mario Galaxy 2 happened, where they built all these extra levels that were going to be, like, bonus content, or, like, they were axed from the first game. And then at some point, there's like, we have, like, a lot of levels lying around. We should probably just make a sequel. It seems like that was what happened here. Like, at some point, they had so much extra stuff mapped out and, like, other things in development that they're just like, this is more than enough for a sequel. Let's just make a sequel. Because, I mean, the first one's, like, ten bucks or whatever, so I, I can kind of get behind them doing that. Um... I, I, I don't know if it's coming to the Vita or anything. Like It's just PC release, as far as I'm, I know right now, Like is the first thing. Uh, it's going to be playable at RTX in a couple weeks, so if you're in Texas and you're going to that thing, totally cool. Check it out. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I'm not going to say I was like blown away by what I saw, because it's a lot like the first one. Um, like That they're trying to explore different storytelling stuff is kind of neat, because like, I found the story interesting in the first Hall of Miami, even though... Like, after I got all the secrets and stuff, it's kind of just, like, nihilistic. Like, it's just kind of like, what does this mean? What is anything? Like, that they're aware that their story kind of was a dead end, and now they're trying to have different characters and explore different stuff, is what they were saying. Like, 
the different characters each play a part in a larger story and all this stuff, and there's different tones here and there um, that they're going to try to go for. And I, I asked if that means, like, oh, like that stealth mission in there, and they're just like, eh, you know, like there might be... Like, I was like, is there going to be gameplay variety? You know, like, is it pretty much going to be shooting stuff like this, or is it going to be a little different? And they're a little evasive. I mean, it is pretty early. So, yeah, I don't actually have a recording of, like, that interview session or whatever. I just kind of sat in on that. I will, I will say one thing I was totally embarrassed about. I kept insisting, like, I insisted that Disney Infinity was called Disney Infinite in a discussion with those Destructoid dudes because they were, like, talking about it and, like, the level building stuff. Like, there was kind of banter about various games. And I was like, oh, I think it's Disney Infinite. Stupid. No. It's Bioshock Infinite. It was just infecting my mind. Any use of the word infin- infinity right now is just infinite. Even though it makes way more sense to be Infinity because, like, Buzz Lightyear to Infinity and Beyond. I'm assuming that, I don't know, whatever. And also, infinite licenses that you can put in there. Infinity. Infinity piles of money. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Disney. Uh, but yeah, Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. Um, I'm trying to think why... I think they explained why it's called wrong number, too. Like, uh, I've, I've seen some tweets joking around. Like, they should have called it Hotline Miami Hotline Miami 3, wrong number, because it's the wrong number in the seek title. Oh, so funny. Twitter's hilarious, you guys. You should check it out. Um, But yeah, so that that's the last bit of E3 news that I wasn't allowed to talk about before. Um, I saw Hotline Miami, and it looked cool. I did not see Shadow Warrior, which made me feel kind of bad. Like, I left that area, because, true, true thing, walked out, saw Max Temkin walking down the street, and I was like, oh, shit. And then I started walking in that direction after I decided, oh, well, whatever, maybe I should go say hi. I, I saw that guy at PAX, he's the Cards Against Humanity guy, and he disappeared into a crowd somewhere, and by the time I was, like, had my bearings again and had a plan of where I wanted to go, I think I went to the Ouya booth to get some beer, um, I totally forgot that they were also showing Shadow Warrior at the Devolver place, and I felt kind of bad, because I was going to see that. Also, I kind of wanted a t-shirt, they had really nice blue t-shirts with their logo on it, they, they said they were going to hand them out to us, and I was like, oh, cool, and I totally would grab them, like, that is one of the few things, I, I did not grab I grabbed one shirt in all of E3, and it was way too big. It was the last of a shirt I've been using as a pajama shirt. But um, I, I've kind of made a rule since PAX not to get tons of swag, because it's just, it's just junk at some point. Like, eventually, like, two years later, you're just like, why do I have all these pamphlets and stuff? Why do I have this button? What am I doing? Um, shirts, like, just mountains of video game shirts. I've given away tons of them. Uh, in this case, though, I was like, I like, I like the color, I like the company, sure, why not? Walked out of there forgetting to do that. I was going to check the sizes and stuff after. Anyway, enough about all that. What video games have I been playing? There's actually been a few this week. I was playing uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, my girlfriend bought it while I was away at E3, so she has the downloaded one on her 3DS, but I moved into the town. So she's the mayor, she gets to make all the big decisions and stuff strangely echoing my own life. Maybe. Not that it's a bad thing, but whatever. New gender norms. Anyway, uh, I was playing Animal Crossing New Leaf. It's a lot like the old Animal Crossings, like all of them, ever. There are a few changes that apparently were already in City Folk, like they moved all the stores and museums and stuff up to this kind of street up top, which I kind of don't like, because, I don't know, like, the uniqueness of your town just goes down a little bit then, because it's not like, oh, well, my museum's up in the bottom right, and yours is up in the top left, and my store is in the top right, and, like, you just kind of get used to your own town's layout. Here, that all really doesn't matter, because all of that stuff is up top. 
I don't, maybe the retail outlet store is in a different place, but that seems to be in a pretty set place too, along with the train station up top, so I don't know, that seems pretty set. Like, it, it just kind of removes a bit of the unique quality of each town. Like, now it's just like, you have your own fruit, and different villagers live there, and different stuff's in your store, maybe, but that's about it. But whatever, I've been fishing. They, they, they've definitely seemed to have changed that since the GameCube one, because I, I used to farm uh, red snappers and barred knife jaws, like, just paying off stuff really quickly by just fishing those. Like, it was raining today, so I was like, oh man, time to get me some awesome fish. Nah, a bunch of sea bass and squids and shit, like, just whatever, small, piddly stuff. Still got myself a couple hundred thousand bells so far, I think, paid off two houses, and I'm, we're working on building a bridge across a weird section of river in the town. But yeah, whatever. It's Animal Crossing. I'm still digging it. I still like the the tunes and the laid back kind of vibe of that game. And uh, haven't seen KK Slider yet, but all that stuff's mad charming. And I, I just really like that game. Like that, those games. Every so often, like for every couple years, just putting a month or so, just kind of visiting that every day, just having a good time, chilling with a bunch of animal friends in the forest. Um, Mega 64 was kind of like I guess Rocco doesn't quite understand the appeal of that game, so he was kind of putting out a public call on his podcast to be like what what's the appeal for me i guess it's just like i like i did write a reply but also i just feel like i want to kind of get this out there um it's like for people living in a city it's a little bit of that country life you know you get to live in a forest you get to have your own house you get to go fishing every day like all this stuff that is not part of my everyday existence i get to kind of act out in this video game place and i don't know i kind of like that it's just a charming laid-back country lifestyle that can exist within my normal urban day-to-day. Like, you know, hey, I'm going to commute to work later. Maybe I'll play some Animal Crossing on the train. You know, like, it's it's got that kind of pick-up-and-play, escape from whatever it is you're doing for a little bit and go somewhere fun. And that's cool. I, I like that. Got a lot of balloon furniture. Just keeps floating in on these balloons from across somewhere. I don't know. I have to wait around the cliffs and then bat it out of the sky. Also, I'm just going to say, there was like this weird orange thing floating in the water off the cliffs in my town. I don't know what that's all about. So if, if anyone out there is playing Animal Crossing, send in uh, like your theories on what that thing is. Or if you know, I guess I could just look up a fact or something. But that's that's boring, right? Come on. That's that's not fun. So, yeah, forget that. Um, anyway, I also played uh, XCOM Eni- Enemy Unknown which was on PSN this week. Or, or on PlayStation Plus, rather. They, I guess they released another batch of stuff before E3. It's pretty impressive stuff, too. Uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, Revolution's on there, and that runs way better on there, probably, than my PC. But So I might play it on there. I, I don't know. But I've been meaning to play that game, too. But anyway, XCOM, big success... Well, I don't know if big, but critically beloved game from last year. Uh, one... Game of the Year on Giant Bomb, and I think John said it was one of his absolute favorites last year, too, so finally got a chance to play it. I've been kind of meaning to look at it for a while, and that it was free on PlayStation Plus. It's awesome. Um, It's great. It's pretty cool, man. It's a strategy, RPG, um, sci-fi game, aliens invading. All this stuff is reminding me of Independence Day in a way. Like, just being the guy behind the scenes, like Bill Pullman in that movie or something. Like, just having to kind of command a, a international task force to try to take down this alien threat. 
and yeah, like you gotta kind of keep all the different countries safe, and I'm doing a terrible job at that. Mainly because I haven't set up a good satellite network, I think. Like, so there's all sorts of stuff going on in those countries. Like, their panic levels going up, and I just am not detecting that stuff. So it's just like, no, whatever, man. Like, um, three weeks went by and nothing happened, and it's like, oh crap. So it's my first time playing a game like this really in a long time, if ever, like exactly like this. Like, I don't know, turn-based strategy games like Gradius on the GameCube. Played a good chunk of that, or like Final Fantasy Tactics or something. Um, I'm, like, in the line of sight shooting stuff, like, there's definitely been a few campaigns where I just feel like, man, that was awesome. Like, everything went great, we, we managed to get out of there, no one died, sweet. On the flip side, there's been horrible, tragic things that happened, uh, like, I had my awesome sniper guy, Mitch McIntyre, he had an awesome, like, handlebar mustache, dude was with me for, like, eight missions or whatever, then just got smoked, and then I freaked out and turned it off, and tried again, got smoked again, freaked out, turned it off, tried again, got past that mission, and then got smoked on another mission, and then it's just like, you know what, I think I'm just gonna have to move on, sorry Mitch McIntyre, like, stuff like that, like, just, I guess a bit of that Fire Emblem stuff, where you're losing your bros, but here it's just because they're mechanically, like, they've been with you long, so they've leveled up a lot, and they have way more abilities and stuff, like, they're not written characters, they're just generic dudes, but... I don't know, I did choose his name, and, you know, I was like, yeah, this mustache is the coolest mustache, and, yeah, he's gone now, man. So, you got your little memorial wall and stuff. I lost some other soldiers, too, like this German lieutenant that I rescued, and then, like, the very next mission just got wasted. Um, There's crazy zombies, man. Like, there's weird alien types in this game, and then, like, they just kind of spring up new ones sometimes, so you just be like, oh, okay, I killed that thing, and sweet, and then it, you know, there's these weird, fast, crab-like alien things that create zombies out of humans they kill. That shit sucks. So, that resulted in some unfortunate business in Cairo. Anyway, I like the way that game looks, I like the way it plays. Um, even even though there's been some weird kind of pop-in stuff, like, it's, I think it's Unreal 3 on, on PlayStation, like, there's been some kind of funky graphical stuff here and there, or, like, just weird-looking Fog of War stuff, where it's like, oh, well, there was a dude there, but now he's just kind of obstructed by the geometry, and, like, I don't know. But, generally, I'm still really, really feeling that game. I've been playing it the past couple days. I'm not sure how many hours I put in, like, maybe five or six. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. Uh, and then I played a little bit of Papo and Yo today. Like, I know we've been saying Papo Eo, but, dude, I swear it's Papo and Yo. Like, every, like, reviews I've read, that's what they call it, but maybe it's in the original Spanish or something, or, like, what, what, what do they speak in Brazil? What's that language? Portuguese? Anyway, um, played a little more of that. I still, I want to like that game more than I actually like it, you know, like, I like what it's doing, like, that the guy, like, that it's ostensibly a really personal story about the dude's father, like, the guy who created its relationship with his alcoholic father and all that stuff. That's really cool. However, I can't help feeling like if I didn't know that going in, it would just be kind of like, all right, well, this is kind of a annoying platformer with like a weird gimmick where there's this annoying monster that turns on you. I mean, I guess you'd get the father allegory. Like, they spell it out pretty, pretty clearly in the game. But even so, like, it's just like, all right, like, that's not making this platforming puzzle solving that much more interesting. 
I do like the look of some of the puzzles and stuff, like the chalk outlines and then like manipulating the world in this weird surreal way. Like there's some really nice looking stuff that happens in there. But I, every so often I'll just kind of bump against a puzzle and then just kind of go like ah, and then quit. And that's what kept me from finishing it last time. Like I got an hour or so in and then stopped and then I played another like 40 minutes today or something and then stopped and I'll finish it, but I I just I don't know. It's like in spirit, I really admire it in a lot of ways. In practice, like actually playing it, there's a few things that just kind of annoy me about it. I don't know, like really, really clear gating, like just like, no, you can't proceed until you do this thing exactly like this, and then just kind of having to look around for the pretty obvious clues, and then just pull the right levers and jump into the right areas and stuff. Like It's just kind of tedious. Some of the stuff's just kind of tedious, and I don't, I don't know. It It definitely has a weird intermittent flow that's not helping me get through it, but I don't know, some really nice visuals in it, like the main message of it is kind of neat, like I, I like that idea, so I'll I'll finish that up, but I don't know, like maybe wait for a sale or something. It's on Steam now, so just put in your wish list, wait for the Steam sale maybe if you want to check out weird eccentric art game platformer thing. It's It's got some noteworthy stuff in there, but I mean, I feel kind of bad because I know the team didn't make their money back on it and stuff, but... It's just, it's hard to recommend a game wholeheartedly that isn't that enjoyable, you know? And it's it's not like, oh, that's the point. It's not supposed to be mechanically enjoyable because of abuse or something. It's just like, no, no, no. Like, just navigating the environment should be more captivating and, like, more, you know, functional than it is. And that that kind of sucks. So, yeah. But, yeah, just, just getting some PSN stuff on and PlayStation Plus and whatnot. Um... Sorry, I was just getting a phone call from the local newspaper there. They, it's print media is done. It's I mean I kind of I sympathize in some ways. I don't mind some of the content they put out, but I'm not gonna no. The internet, it's right there. Wh- whatever. I I feel bad every time I have to like kind of just say no, leave me alone, hang up, that kind of thing. But telemarketers, man, 2013, crazy. Anyway, video games, PlayStation Plus, that stuff's been fun. I've been thinking about playing Alan Wake lately, like specifically the DLC and stuff. Just I've been reading a lot of Stephen King, like a bunch of his short stories and stuff, and it's just kind of like, oh man, like that's clearly what they were going for. Now that I'm more primed on that stuff, maybe I'll get like extra enjoyment out of this and like just put it on easy or something and play through it. I, I don't know. Like just Remedy does some e- interesting atmospheric stuff, so that might be a thing. No promises though. Like that might not work out this next week or whatever. I've also kind of. Like, having just moved, now commuting to the kind of mediocre job I had up in my other neighborhood, just, just frustrating. Like, it's just like, I think I just need to find a new job down here somewhere, but I can't quit that one yet because I don't have something set up. So I just, yeah, job hunting, resume, polishing, all that fun stuff is going on right now. Summertime, post E3, slumps, woo! Um, uh, Only news I really noticed this week, I guess, first of all, slight disclaimer, Yo, there was a PlayStation update that apparently bricked a bunch of systems, but it's fixable. I think that's all sorted, though. Like, they they pulled it down or whatever. That was this weird thing that happened last night. And I was really worried it would affect my PlayStation, because I'm playing it a lot lately. And I do have Plus, so it might auto-update or something if I click the right box or whatever. Seemed fine. So, I can't remember the exact number, 4.45 or something. It was not cool, but... 
I guess, hey, if you were gone the past few days and you do a place plus and set to auto update, you might need to go through this weird process of downloading a patch on a USB stick and then loading it up in safe mode and all this weird stuff. There's a way around it, though. So, if you, yeah, if you turn on your PlayStation, you got back after a week vacation or something, you're just like, what the hell, man? What's going on? It, there's a fix. So don't don't be too scared. Um, The big news, though, this week, I mean, I mean, obviously after E3, there was, like, a huge groundswell of support for PlayStation and Sony, and, like, everyone was freaking out over their messaging. There's tons of polls and opinion polls, customer polls, all this stuff. People were just like, yeah, Sony, awesome. Um, Microsoft heard about that. And they're pulling a complete reversal on a bunch of their more controversial policies, which is an amazing admission of just wrongdoing, sort of. Like, just like, yeah, we screwed up. We didn't listen to our customers. Like, essentially, seems to be just, like, what that would imply. Um, and, yeah, like, I, Giant Bomb was reporting on the story. Like, they, I think they broke it, really, because they, they've been getting tons of hits off this. But, uh, yeah, um... The DRM stuff, that's leaving. The always online requirement, that's gone. Uh, internet connection, only required when initially setting up the console. No, like, not the frequent checks or whatever, that stuff. Uh, trading games, loaning discs, all that stuff. Region locks have also been dropped, which is kind of crazy. I don't know what the current stance is on PlayStation 4 for that. Um, I know PlayStation 3 was generally region free, at least as far as games are concerned, but yeah. So yeah, Microsoft has confirmed like they're they're gonna backpedal on a lot of the stuff they were saying like a week ago, which is kind of amazing. Like I mean, good on them for finally listening to what customers are concerned about, whatever. However, like th- there's definitely gonna be some outcry over this because I I know some people were kind of like, well, hey, at least Microsoft's being bold enough to kind of tell us something we don't want to hear, but maybe they're gonna be able to forge ahead into some new territory, like. You know, hey, it's Steam, but on a console, essentially. But, like, their own Microsoft Steam, but not Steam. I mean, you know, like, their closed system thing, but, like, online all the time, being able to take full advantage of that and stuff. No, they're backpedaling completely. All that's gone. Crazy. So, there you go. That that was pretty much the big news this week. I'm sure they, they probably released some sort of public, like, some sort of statement on it or something, like, I'll, this was just filtered through Giant Bomb, kind of calling their sources or whatever, but, um, yeah, they were, they were willing to comment on that, and that's, that's pretty nuts, so, hey, even the playing field, I mean, too little too late, probably not, I mean, both of these consoles are months away, so that they can now kind of message with this better foundation in there is fine, and it might steal a bit of Sony's kind of kicking them while they're down ability, because, Man, yeah, that that press conference that was crazy. That was rough. That they were just able to take those kind of low blows at them and just kind of lay it out like that. That was that was pretty nuts. So hey, there you go. Xbox One, not down but not out. They they figured it out, I guess, over there. So check that out. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that's kind of. I'm sure there's been other news. Like there's been a, a bunch of stuff like this. You know, hey, why isn't this coming to PC? Like, did the division, you know, that Ubisoft was having polls as to whether or not they should put it on PC, which seems kind of crazy. Um, I guess a good thing on the PC, I, I think it's over by now, but Torchlight was free for a bit on GOG, if you're into that. I, I didn't love that game, but whatever. Um, but yeah, just a lot, of, a lot of doubt over some big games coming to PC, which seems a little, a little unfortunate. Like, now having finally kind of 
put planted my flag in that camp is just being like, this one's kind of great. You can play like decade old stuff on these things, and they still work. Two decade old stuff, and you can also play the new stuff to some degree, like you know, with some level of success. Also, there's way more weird indie stuff on there. Like, I don't know, PC is kind of kind of awesome in a lot of ways. So, kind of unfortunate some big top tier stuff might not be coming there right away. But hey, I'm I've been getting way more patient lately as far as big games are concerned. Like it's just like combination of the price and then just how much other stuff is going on. It's just like I don't know, man. I I'm I, I can maybe sit out for a little bit on this one, wait until it's twenty bucks, thirty bucks on Amazon or something. Like that is way more feasible now. Um I guess brief movie update. This is the end was pretty surprisingly awesome. I was not sure kind of what would happen in that movie past all these dudes, all these comedians are hanging out. Um, they they go in some pretty crazy directions with that movie. Some super goofy, dumb stuff happens that was totally entertaining. See it with a big crowd if you like, you know, super bad and um, really super bad. Maybe The Watch, but not so much The Watch because a lot of people don't like The Watch. But whatever, like that kind of dumb, raunchy, R-rated comedy. Uh, this one's a good one of those, and yeah. Maybe, if you're a fan of Diablo, check it out. There, There's some imagery in there that might be kind of cool, like a sloth fire and brimstone type business. It was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, that, that that's the movie I saw yesterday. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just go to questions, and then that'll be it for my little piece of this thing. Um, I guess we're both answering the same question individually. The only one I noticed, I guess if you want to send us questions, check out the Facebook page, Top Down Perspective on Facebook. Click like if you do like us if you if that reflects your feelings um also you can tweet us on twitter uh obviously uh tdp podcasts at tdp podcast on there um also top down perspective at gmail.com if you just want to email us an old-fashioned email um the only one i saw in the doc and on the facebook page here is from connor um hey do you watch regular show and if so what do you think of it i have watched regular show i've seen three seasons of it I have yet to watch the new one that's been going on, although I think I might have caught an episode or two uh, when I was on vacation a couple weeks ago. Um, I like it quite a bit. Something about its random, goofy, slacker comedy thing just does it for me slightly better than Adventure Time does. Like, I, I don't know. I like the dynamic between Mordecai and Rigby more than I like... I just don't like Finn. That's his name, right? It's It's Finn. It's not Flynn. It's Finn. I don't like Finn very much. Jake's fine. That is, you know, John DiMaggio, don't change a thing. Something about Finn, just the kind of kid, like the loud, adventure guy, I just, I don't know, it rubs me just slightly wrong every now and then. Like, I'll be having an okay time, and then every now and then I'll just be like, oh man, I hate this kid. And, sorry, I know it's really popular, but I just, I still, I generally still like Adventure Time to some degree, but it's not doing it the same way. I like I like regular show more. You got Mark Hamill in there. You got just 80s nonsense. Bunch of random music interludes. Benson. Uh, Pops. I love Pops. He's the best. He's probably my favorite character. So, yeah, I, li- I like that show. Um, and I have to catch up on the new stuff. Um, follow-up question. Are there any other modern-day animated shows not named My Little Pony? Nathan. Sounds a little stern in there. That's how I'm reading that. That you're into. Um, I will say, like, update on the pony thing, just, you know, because no one's here to stop me. Um, man, season three was kind of disappointing, right? I don't know. Something about it. Just, I don't know. 
since Lauren Faust left, really, like season one was golden. Season two, I was still riding that season one wave, so I liked it. But there's a lot less episodes in season two that I go back to. Season three just ah, I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Lauren Faust, what are you doing? Maybe like she's gone, right? She's working on her own show, so I should probably just go check out that Justice League one or whatever she's working on. Super Friends, I, I it's not Super Friends, whatever. She's working on something else. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that that that's an update on that. I've not seen Equestria Girls yet. Apparently, I missed it. Like I was like, oh, is this in town yet? Oh, it's not here. I think it was here. It was like a one day only thing, and I totally missed seeing that in the theater. I totally would have gone. No, I'm gonna lie. I was gonna I was gonna go see that just didn't work out. I might not have been back yet. Or no, I think it was on the 16th, so I was just kind of wiped out from post-E3 and just figuring out my new schedule and everything. Anyway, you weren't, you didn't want me to talk about that show. Don't worry about it. Um, Adventure Time, I mentioned, is being a thing I've been kind of off and on, trying to check out here and there. Um, I'm trying to think what other like straight-up animated shows. I mean, like, you know, Simpsons, Futurama. Um, although, very infrequent. Like, it'll be like, oh, right, Simpsons, what's going on with that? And then I watch, like, four seasons in, like, a month or something. You know, like, just catching up and stuff. Like, I'm I'm a season or two behind again. Contrary to popular opinion, The Simpsons is doing great. Like, they're totally fine right now. If you watch a new episode of The Simpsons, there are, there's fun to be had there. Like, I know, I was one of them for a while, where, like, post-season 9, 10 kind of thing, I just kind of fell off. Like, it was just kind of like, ah, this is not good. Somewhere in there, they got a new staff of writers or something. Like, maybe, I don't know where it starts, season 18, season 19. They get it back for a while. Like, Werner Herzog was an episode. That's fantastic. So, like, there's some good recent Simpsons business. I like that movie, too. So maybe that was post-movie. They got their mojo back. I don't know. But, yeah. I guess speaking of mojo, um, Powerpuff Girls, I've seen maybe a season, but I also watched the movie recently, which I like. I like that, too. Um, so it's like some Cartoon Network stuff. But me to check out Venture Brothers, I, I've just started watching it before I started recording. I haven't finished that episode yet. Seems, seems fine. I'm not big on Archer. I think it's just because H. John Benjamin's voice just annoys me. And, like, that it's the same voice in Bob's Burgers is just kind of just annoying to me. Like, it's just like, how is this guy a voice actor? Like... You got some talented voice actors out there who can do all sorts of variety and stuff. Then you got this guy who's just doing his voice and somehow he's managed to make that work. That makes me annoyed. And I don't, it's not, it's just a jealousy thing probably. Like, it's just like, what? Like, you just have vocal cords that people find funny, so you get to be successful. What's that? What's that about? Come on. That's just, ah. Lazy. It's just lazy. But, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that show's fine. I don't know. Like, I've seen like two seasons of it. But, no, the first season. I've seen the first season of Archer. It's okay. Here and there. But I don't, like, seek it out or anything. That's that's another show that's just not not super up on. King of the Hill is pretty funny, periodically. And now I'm just looking at my DVD shelf. I have a, a season of it. But it's also on Netflix. Vader Zim. It's great. Love that show. Um, uh, Yeah, I got Hella Simpsons. I mean, it's not animated, but... It's pretty crazy. Aquabat Super Show. Started watching that recently. That's another hub show. Uh, Meg 64 is involved with that. I've, I've watched most of the first season already. I like it. It's just, you know, it's obviously like 
kid show thing, but it's it's kind of falling into that Weird Al show vein, which makes perfect sense because I mean, comedic musicians and also Weird Al's in an episode or maybe more as like the president or something. Uh, st- Stun Caston. That's his name. <laughs> it's, it's funny. The dumb dumb jokes in there. Great little music bits. Burger Rain is fantastic. That was the first episode. Um, I think we talked about it last week briefly. Oh no, that was post show. Me and John were talking about it, but whatever. So yeah, that that's not an animated show explicitly. Though there are animated bits in it. Every episode they find a cartoon, and that was actually I think co-written by a friend of Mega 64's Dallas, which is a little connection to that. Like, yeah, I don't know. That show's fun. Um. So yeah, I don't know. That's some recent animated esque kids show type stuff that I've I've been watching. Um, but yeah, regular show is great. And thanks for sending us a question. Thanks, Connor. Um, again, if you want to send us any Facebook, Twitter, um, or Gmail, top down perspective at Gmail, and yeah, just search top down perspective on there or TDP podcast. Um, I guess that's it for my segment on here. Uh, thanks for listening. That's all I can think of that's been going on in the world of video games around here. Um, maybe play some Animal Crossing. Hey, if you if you want to do a thing, like maybe we can do friend code things, go to our, each other's villages or something, maybe post that on the Facebook page. If you want to visit towns, we can set that up. That would be cool. Maybe just, don't be a jerk, though, man. Like, don't chop down my trees or whatever. That would be cool. But you can you can buy stuff. I, got, I put up some stuff in the flea market. You know, if you want to, I don't know, go fishing in my town. Or help my museum out. I'm assuming visitors can donate stuff. That'd be cool. I've been putting a bunch of stuff in the museum, so whatever. But yeah, uh, there you go. That's an idea. So after the show goes up, I will post a pay like a thing on the Facebook thing. Maybe after I'm done recording, and then whatever. Check Facebook. Check our page there. Animal Crossing fun. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Bye. Nathan out. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Sean Booker here, uh, finishing up, I guess, the uh, podcast that Nathan started. I'll be putting this one. I'll be doing the editing, as usual. So I'll be putting mine after Nathan's. Full transparency here. I was hoping to have heard Nathan's uh, half before mine so that I could maybe try and avoid topics that he talked about. Um... I know specifically one of the games he played, I have also played. Um, however, he didn't get his in time to me, so I wasn't able to look at it. Um, and so I'm just I'm just doing this uh, kind of blind. Uh, I'll talk about what I wanted to talk about. If I am repeating uh, what Nathan said, hopefully uh, you can just bear through it and... Um, and hopefully I'll touch on stuff that, you know, he didn't. I know I played a few games he didn't, so there will be some stuff in here. Uh, from the looks of the uh, Google Doc, he also, I don't think he did questions. Um, I did put out a call for questions. I mentioned it to him, so he may have. Regardless, I will go through all the questions I can find for this week's episode. And um, and you'll get my answers for those. And if you guys are hoping for, you know, Nathan or John's answers to any of these questions. Feel free to ask them again next week um, when we put out our call for them. Um, And we'll try and address them. Maybe even mention that this is the second time you put it. Because sometimes like if I forget I might I might just ignore it because like we've answered that one before. I answered that one last week. But I'll try not to. We'll we'll see how it goes. 
Um, so yeah, uh, in case Nathan didn't say, we both recorded ours today being June 19th. Um, and this is the top-down perspective. I'm sure he said that part. I hope he did. Anyway, I'm the host of this half of the episode, Sean Booker. <laughs> uh, so I'll just jump in right uh, to what I played. Um, so this last week, actually this was two weeks ago, but we had the E3 podcast last week. So I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I played through Thomas Was Alone. Uh, you know, indie platformer came out last year, late last year. Uh, I really, really liked it. Um, I know Nathan's brought it up before, and it's kind of hard to know that understand this game until you played it, but it's a platformer where you play as different characters, but they're all just represented by pixelated blocks. Um, and each one is a different, like, shape. Like, one will be, like, a long rectangle, one will be, like, a perfect rectangle. One's kind of shorter, one's really small. And they each have names, and that's that's probably the most interesting part of the game, is that that there's, like, a narration going on as you play through it, as you play through each of the levels. And the narrator, you know, he, he gives each of them a name, and he kind of builds up these blocks of personalities. Um, and you get to you get to really learn about these characters. Some fall in love, some betray others, some are evil, some would get jealous, and it's just through this narration. And also in how the properties of each block works, um, because different blocks will be able to move or have like move differently or they'll be able to do different um like complete different objectives uh based on their properties. Some can swim, some can jump higher. So the narration kinda gives a lot of character to what are essentially just squares. Um and that oh you know, that through that narration along with the story and the music, which is quite nice. Um it just you know it became it was just a really compelling game. Um I highly recommend it. I got it on the, I think I got it on the Humble Indie Bundle 8, which was a few weeks ago, with the one that had like Hotline Miami and Proteus and all these other ones. I think that's where I, I got it. I can't quite remember. So a lot of those bundles kind of, kind of mixed together nowadays. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, so that, I had a lot of fun with that game, and I would definitely recommend it for people who can find it. It's about three hours in length. Um, like, I'm almost considering going back through it again, just because I had so much fun in it. Yeah, again, like, there's a lot of things to like about that game. Uh, but, yeah, I know Nathan's brought it up before, and it's it's not a new game, so I'm just kind of catching up. Uh, the next game I talked to, or uh, the next game, these ones I have played, so the next game I'll talk about is Animal Crossing New Leaf. Um, this one Nathan talked about, so hopefully I'm not treading some t- uh, over too much of what he said. Um, but I reviewed this one for Comic Book Bin, so if you guys want to hear some, you know, deeper, uh, thought out thoughts, uh, ch- go over to the comicbookbin.com and check out my review. Um, but apart from that, um, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it, but, you know, like a lot of first party Nintendo games, it's kind of the same thing. And I'm very aware of that, and I know you, and you guys probably know, you know, I've been excited for Animal Crossing for a while. So, it, you know, it's, it's it's just a really weird game. Um, I think it's been, for myself personally, long enough since I really put some serious time into Animal Crossing. I only played about... I only played a little bit of the Wii one for a couple weeks and then stopped with that. So 
that one almost didn't even count as really getting my fill back then. So it's kind of been since the DS one, um, Wild World, which I like quite a bit. I really, I really like having them on a handheld. So it's been, you know, since whenever that one came out that I, that I got really into Animal Crossing. And actually, fun fact, um, Animal Crossing Wild World was the first DS game I got because it came bundled with my DS because for whatever reason that bundled version was cheaper than buying a DS on its own. Um, so I, I, I don't want an Animal Crossing anyway, so that was just, that made sense to me. <clears throat> but yeah, so New Leaf, um, you know, I'm having a ton of fun with it. It's this, it's the same formula again, you know, you're picking up your fruit, you're selling them, you're going to friends' towns and trading fruit so you can get more money. And it's just, you know, I like that. It's, it's, it becomes kind of a fun, like a fun chore in your life to, you know, go in each day and making sure, you know, can I catch any new bugs? How's the grass? Is it growing properly? What's, is there any new characters showing up? Is there anything else opening? But what's different about this one, it seems, is that it's, so Animal Crossing has always been a very slow paced game. This one seems deliberately slower. So you can't really, play it for too long in one sitting because you'll kind of run out of things to do before you just start repeating yourself. And this one, it seems like it's, it takes even longer to kind of get anywhere because some shops that you normally have access to won't open till later. Like, KK Slider is no longer there on Saturdays. You have to unlock the nightclub he plays at, which takes a lot of stuff going on with, like, the museum, and you have to spend this much money. Um, and then... Other things like your town fruit used to be only like you could sell, I think, for a hundred bells. Now it's eighty, so making money even takes longer. Um, so it seems like they've slowed it down even further. Um, which you know that might not be great, but I haven't found it as too much of an issue because I, you know, I've, you have to really fully accept that Animal Crossing is a game that you, you know, you're only going to sit down to for a bit. And you're planning to kind of go back to it for weeks and weeks and weeks for you've kind of seen everything it has. So that's definitely what I'm doing now. Um, like, I don't think I'm even playing, like, a day, an hour a day, um, except for the rare cases where, you know, I'm with friends or I'm trying to do something specific. Like, last Saturday there was a bug catching event, so I played for a bit longer that day. Um... But it, so, like, if you've if you've played Animal Crossing before, you you're gonna know exactly what you're getting into. So you already know if you like this game. If you haven't played any Animal Crossings before, like, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's it's a it's a fun game. I just want to warn you, like, it can be slow, and it's slow on purpose, because with that world, real world clock, it kind of needs to become part of your life. You know, shops open at eight, they close at ten. That's how it works, because in the real world, you know, shops will close at that time and open at that time. And, you know, t it takes three days for fruit to grow back, so you're going to have to come check. If you want to, you know, it's there's a garden simulation in there. You have to come back each day and g water your tree, or it's not going to fully bloom. So it needs to become kind of almost part of your life. You need to almost have a calendar of, like, okay, if I want to do the bug-catching event, it's saying it's this Saturday. That's not this Saturday in-game because it's this Saturday in real life. They're the same thing. So it's deliberately slow. And that's that's what I really like about it always being on a handheld, is that 
you know, I it's 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 more readily available for me. I can play it when I'm on the go, and that's why I specifically have a download copy on the 3DS now because it'll always be on my system, and it, so that'll kind of force me to, you know, if Halloween rolls around and it's like, oh, I should check in at Animal Crossing, I will know it's already on my 3DS. I don't have to bother searching for that cartridge or you know the case, making sure that I'm still carrying that case around with me uh, if I move or something like that. So it, it's fitting really nicely with 3DS, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So if you haven't played one, I recommend Animal Crossing New Leaf. Um, but just be warned that it's if you haven't played a game this slowly paced before, it's definitely a new experience, and you need to know that going into it. Um, but for anyone interested, I have at the moment I have pears in my town. That was my main one, and then I unlocked the island. Um, which I'm locking that, but see that there's another example of like the really slow pacing, is, you know, as soon as you've, oh, how do you do it again? You need to, oh, what is it you need to do? I think I think he's, you have to pay off your first house, first or second house up expansion. So once that happens, then you meet Tortimer. And then you talk to him, and he'll, you know, act, unlock the island for you. But then you have to wait till the following day before you can even go to it. Like, it's just, like, they're specifically pu pushing things, like, a, an extra day back. So, from, you know, finally paying off your house, you need to basically wait two more days before you have access to that island. Just really kind of, just odd stuff like that. Um... But anyway, so much the island. That's a pretty cool place. Got a lot of. That's actually where I caught my bug that won me the, uh, the um, bug catching contest. But yes, yeah, so I got I think leakies. Is that what they are? Leaks, or lackeys? Like something like that. They're like they kind of look like cherries. I got those, and I also got bananas. Um, and then I had some peaches from a friend as well as that the town hall Isabel girl gave me some peaches. So those just bloomed. I need to go grab all those and sell them and get rich, but I have a road trip coming up this, this weekend, which is also why we kind of had to do this weird podcast episode, um, because our, our schedules just clashed, because all, like, all of my weekend is booked with this really long road trip. Excuse me, I'm looking at the Alright. Um... So yeah, uh, once again, if you guys wanted to kind of see more of an in-depth thought process on on that, check out my review on Comic Book Bin. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. I know Nathan put out his, or he didn't put out his friend code, but he asked for people's friend codes. Um, I'm pretty sure he just doesn't really know how to register friends on the 3DS. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that would be fun to do if people want to meet up and trade fruit and play some Animal Crossing. Um, I'll def I'll talk to him about that and see how stuff goes with him, and then maybe I can I can jump in on that as well. Because um, Animal Crossing is much better with friends. That's that's for sure. Um, and then the next game I played was the big release this week. I played The Last of Us. I'm I'm only about four four and a half hours in, which I think puts me around forty percent forty. Maybe a little less, because I'm hearing it's closer to, like... Well, I had a buddy who finished it around 13, so maybe I am kind of around 40%. Um, uh, that game's that game's pretty good. Um, 
I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about the first hour. Um, I'm hearing lots of, like, the first hour of Last of Us is the best thing I've experienced in video games in the last few years. The best thing ever in video games. I don't know. I would def- I definitely wouldn't go that far. That just seems... That seems like a lot of people are kind of caught up in the excitement at the moment. Um, but that first... And it's it's more like 30 minutes, because a lot of it is kind of cutscene stuff. Anyway, that first 30 minutes is is pretty is pretty good, pretty daunting and harrowing. Uh, really good title card ending off that sequence, which I really appreciated. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen uh, all there is to this game, um, but I'm definitely enjoying it. One thing I'm I'm just shocked at is that it's getting all these extremely high review scores, and the fact that it's oh, some people are saying it's like a 17 hour long game, you know. 15, 15 hours on average, kind of, and and the fact if it's still getting these high review scores, the pacing must just be like fantastic. Which I've definitely so far in my you know four or five hours of play, it's it's been great. There's never been like a slow moment. Um, but that's just that's that's really crazy to see a game of that length that doesn't have you know useless fodder kind of you know stretching out the the process. Stretching out the game. Um, so I'm definitely excited to keep playing more of that. I will say I'm that I am terrible at stealth. Um, and I always have been, and it's probably why I don't play too many stealth games, and kind of why I have this fight with Metal Gear Solid where I really want to you know, see that story through, but I'm just, I don't like stealth. And when it comes to games that have stealth, I'm either you know, not playing them, or you know, I'm I'm trying stealth for a bit, and then as soon as I'm spotted, I'm just going guns blazing because a lot of the time the games will let you do both. Um, but with Last of Us, you can't you can't really ever go guns blazing, or if you do, it's gonna it's really gonna cost you. So in every time every encounter I come up with, there's always like you know five infected or five soldiers around or whatever, and I'll you know I'll manage to stealth kill one of them. And then one will see me while I'm doing that, and then it all hell breaks loose. So it ends up being like every encounter I come across, I die at least like once or twice. Um, I I don't think I've come across a single encounter where I was able to just make it through and on the first go, uh, which is definitely kind of uh, kind of annoying. Um, but I just I guess I just have to get better, and I'm getting more and more weapons, so I'm hoping it's getting easier. Um, and I know there's like upgrade stations to make things stronger, so hopefully it'll get easier for me. But so far, I'm I'm really liking it. Uh, it it looks great. I'm finding the voice acting really good. Um, but I just know more, you know, horrible stuff will happen because I'm I'm just at the beginning there. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But it's yeah, it's kind of with work and stuff being the way. I'm only able to play like maybe at most an hour a day or something like that. So. But that's been all right because you know there's not a there's not a ton of else coming out right now, or stuff that I'm like eagerly looking forward to, which which that's why you know I was able to have time for stuff like Thomas was alone, um, or I talked about Proteus a couple weeks ago. You know I'm kind of going back a bit and I'm I'm really I'm looking at my Steam log and going you know what games have I really been wanting to play because now is now is the time to do it. Um, I know uh, Versus Last Reward. Uh, Zero Escape Virtues Last Reward is going to be out on Vita any day now, um, so I'll yeah I'll, maybe I'll jump into that. 
I just downloaded XCOM from the uh, from PlayStation Plus. Definitely want to give that a try. Uh, and I've always wanted to. Well, so I have a road trip going up, so I think that's a, a great time for me to really jump into a lot of these PlayStation Plus Vita games. I re- I'm probably first on the docket is going to be um, Uncharted: Golden Abyss, just to kind of see what that is. Um, because that's maybe that's probably arguably one of the, like the biggest Vita games, right? But stuff with like my Steam backlog is I just finished installing Metro 2033 because I've been hearing cool things about that. And Metro Last Light just came out. Um, I also finished installing Prince of Persia Warrior Within because that's actually the only Prince of Persia game, or I should say the only polygonal Prince of Persia game that I never fully played through. I only played Rival Swords on the PSP, and that was that was not a good experience. But I really like I really like Prince of Persia, so I've always wanted to go back to that. And Euphoria was just in a in an Indie Royale bundle, so I I I don't think I've downloaded that yet, but uh, I have it on my account, and I want to play that too. So over the next few weeks, I'm hoping to go back and revisit some of these games. So, excuse me. Delicious, delicious water. Okay, um, okay, so that'll about do what I've been playing. Um, I guess I'll move on to some news. Again, uh, Nathan, it's, I think he'd seen the, he, uh, yes, he has seen that I put these articles on there, so he may have touched these on these, but I'll just give my, you know, my two cents. Uh, there's a new Humble Bundle, and there's a new Indie Royale. I mentioned the, uh, Indie Royale before that it has Euphoria. It also has, um, Cthulhu Saves the World, Breath of, uh, Death 7, which are by the guy or by the guys who do the Penny Arcade games now, uh, episode 3 and 4 specifically. Uh, then it has a couple games I don't know of, Runespell, Overture, and Really Big Sky. I'm, I don't really know what those are, but anyway, you can buy the games themselves now for under $5. Um, and I've heard lots of good things about uh, Cthulhu Saves the World and Breath of Death 7, and I've always been interested in checking out Euphoria. So there's that. Um, so there's a new Humble Bundle, uh, which... There's actually two. I didn't end up picking up either of them. One is another Android bundle, so if you have an Android phone, you can put them on there. Um, but uh, Android bundle six it's got Frozen Synapse, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure has been on a ton of the humble bundles before. Broken Sword, Aquaria, Fractal, Organ Trail, which that's kind of the only one I'm actually interested in. Uh, Stealth Bastard Deluxe. And then one that's only for Android Pulse, so I have, I have no idea what that. I don't have an Android phone, as we know. And then uh, they have a weekly sale, but by the time you guys are hearing this, that'll be over. So don't worry about that, I guess. But I'm sure they'll have another one relatively soon. But so the main news that I really wanted to talk about, and this sh- showed up today, so I'm kind of really glad um, that when this happened, when it did. Uh, Microsoft announced they are pulling their DRM from the Xbox One, which is which is so insane to me. Well, it's so okay. It's not what's insane to me is the fact that they would do this 180. Um, they just they seemed like they had done this DRM stuff um, for so long, and they had put out all the. You finally put out all this big info on you know what it is and how it's going to work, and it was ent- entirely confusing. As you guys know, we tried to talk about it a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was weird. Um, 
but they've done a complete 180, and they're pulling almost everything to do with not being able to trade in games, not being able to use or loan games or sell games. Um, they've even... Okay, so I'll just go through the list of things they've changed. Uh, no more always online requirement. So before, it was once every 24 hours it had to check in. So that's a huge improvement. Um, I think I did read that you have to be online when you first install a game. Um, I guess it just needs to do a check to be like, hey, this is a this is a game, or this is on your account, or maybe I don't know what they have to do, but but for whatever's worth, once you once you have like a single player, if you're playing a single player game, you can play it offline now for as long as you want. Um, all the discs will work on an Xbox One as they do the 360. That's kind of the big thing is so there's that's basically saying used games will work. Okay, all discs can go on them. So I guess they're getting rid of that publisher having to like you know pay the publisher again. So I don't know what publishers are thinking about this. Oh yeah, so on the article I'm looking at this point, an internet connection is only required when initially setting up the console. Oh, okay, so it's just when the console first starts. That okay, that uh, that would make sense. Um, who wouldn't want to do that? Um, all downloaded games will function the same when online or offline. Uh, no additional restrictions on trading games or loaning discs, and region locks have been dropped. Which that's really interesting because the 360 was heavily region locked. A lot of game consoles are. And I had to go through a lot of that process recently when I was in Japan, trying to figure out, you know, can I play this game? Can I not play this game? What systems should I even be looking at games for? If, will I have access to playing them? Um, and it seems like so Microsoft has then reached out themselves, because it was more of just kind of like a news article that came out um, of people saying they think this is what's happening for sure. But um, Xbox is, or like Microsoft has then come out and said it themselves, and it seems the way they're at least the way that they're pitching it is, you know, they've heard the players' complaints, and this is this is how they're responding, and they're doing what the players want. So they're trying to say, hey, you know, we're good guys. And we listen to you. Which I guess that's definitely great. Um, I've seen a ton of people being, like, very excited that this is happening. Um, if, who's, I don't know if it's, because the players have been saying that, or maybe, a lot, I'm sure a lot of it is because a lot of people were saying, well, PS3 is the one to do, and Xbox, or Microsoft did not want that. Um, so it's definitely, it'll definitely be interesting to see if the price point stays where it is. I can't see that one changing, especially with all the pre-orders that have gone in, but um, that could maybe lead to an early price drop so that they can be more, even more on par with the PS3, or, sorry, PS4. Uh, who knows? Um, I've, I pre-ordered them both, so I'm, you know, I'm one of the people that's kind of back in their $500 thing, but, uh, I guess we'll definitely see how that, that, that's just, that's super interesting that they did that, because they were so heavy for it beforehand. And yeah, video games, video games are weird, guys. Video games are definitely weird. Anyway, that's all that I really had for news, so I'm going to start looking up all these questions, because I know there's a bunch. Um, if you guys want to send in questions, it's uh, topdownperspective at gmail.com. Uh, you know, send us an email there. If you uh, want to just do it through Twitter, our account is at TDPpodcast. Or if you're on Facebook, just search for Top Down Perspective, and you'll find our page. You can ask questions there as well. Um, 
And if you guys want to help out the podcast, uh, give us a review or, um, you know, rate us on iTunes. That definitely bumps up the show and gets us out there for more people. And that's always going to be great. Uh, liking us on Facebook will do the same. Um, and then following us on Twitter will definitely help, you know, spread the word. And you, you, a lot of you guys are great at retweeting us and whatnot, so thanks. Please definitely keep up all that. Um, but anyway, so let's start with... Ooh, Facebook's going slow. Okay, so this first question on Facebook, this is by Connor. He asks, do you watch regular show? And if so, what do you think of it? Um, I don't. I've had friends recommend it to me, especially when I started watching some Adventure Time. They were definitely recommending that alongside it. Um, so hopefully I'll get some time and check it out one time. And then a second question, are there any other modern-day animated shows not named My Little Pony that you're into? Yeah, I'm into quite a bit. I've talked about them a little bit before. Um, I'm watching through Teen Titans Go. I'm kind of hit or miss on it at the moment, but for the most part, it's it's keeping my attention. Um, it's not so much modern, but on Saturday mornings, they air episodes of Dragon Ball Z Kai, so I'm just kind of watching that again, because... I really like Dragon Ball Z. Um, Tron Legacy Uprising... It's not Tron Legacy, sorry. Tron Uprising, which has ended, and I'm just kind of catching up on that. Um, and I shouldn't say ending. It's ended. Season 1 ended, and it's kind of in limbo if it's getting a season 2. But anyways, I'm catching up through Season 1 of Tron Uprising, which is I'm enjoying quite a bit. Um, and then there's just a number of other shows that I kind of want to go through. Adventure Time, definitely. I've only seen Season 1. Because um, I only have season one, I think it's on Netflix, so I could I could see it, but I only ha- I've only gone through season one. Um, and I'm just trying to think if there's any other cartoons that I've been really wanting to like check out. Nothing's coming to mind at the moment, but anyway, there's a there's a few from me. Um, so let's move on to the next question. All right, I'm gonna go with the Twitter ones. Alright, these ones are from Allison. She writes in, says, Do you prefer Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages or Oracle of Seasons? You know, I have mentioned that uh, Oracle, the Oracle games are probably my favorite 2D Zelda games. Um, and I recently just you know put them on my 3DS. Uh, I don't know if I have a preference between the two, because even back when I was playing them, I had them both and was kind of playing them together. I'm just, like, I can't remember too many specifics, because that was quite a while ago. But just, I'm just trying to think, maybe from, like, a... T- I want to say maybe ages, because time traveling was, was pretty cool. Seeing but then again, you know, changing the seasons was also cool. But, yeah, you know, I, I think I'm going to say ages, because I liked more. Because I think I preferred time traveling over the season changes. But those are both really cool games. Um, if anyone hasn't played them, yeah, they just got released on the 3DS. So those would be ch- uh, easy to check out. Alright, this next one's from 1PressL2P. Does it feel weird to do a solo cast? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, it does feel weird. You, c- you become really conscious of, of time. Um, not knowing, you know, am I, going, am I going fast enough? Am I going too fast? Is this getting too long? Or am I going to just burn through everything too quickly? I'm, I hope I'm doing an okay time. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely weird, um, and I'm sure this will come be apparent to you guys more than me. But you, you, it's a little more self conscious of like, 
Am I talking too fast? Does it just seem like I'm talking way too fast? Or am I taking enough breaks? Are the breaks, you know, are they too short? Are they too long? So it's definitely, it's definitely weird. It'll be weird going back and looking at these again, but, you know, this allows us to kind of get an episode up when our schedules don't meet, so it's probably, it might be something that we would do in the future as well, because it's been a, it's been a long time since we've missed a week, and I know we all, we all want to keep that trend going. Alright, these next two are from Foxy the Kid. What is your favorite game to play alone? Favorite game to play alone? Well, I play almost all my games alone. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't, I really don't go back to too many games. I'm just trying to think if there was ever a game that, like, really, like, because I was alone, did a lot. Um, Thomas was alone was kind of nice. That, but that was more kind of part to how short it was, and I, you know, I did that in like two sittings, so that was just kind of nice. Um, other than that. Nothing else is really jumping out at me. Because, yeah, just most of the games I play, I end up playing alone. So, yeah, that's that's not a really great answer, but there you go. How do you feel about the death of the GameCube controller in the Smash Bros. series? Yeah, I, I, I had seen that, that I guess that would, would be apparent come the Wii U and 3DS versions. I definitely liked Melee a lot more than Brawl. And I was one of the guys who used the C stick a lot when fighting. Just it was just I don't know easier for me I guess. Which uh, you know I know lots of people like s- s- hate C stick users and whatnot. Um, when it came to brawl though, you know I I primarily just used the Wiimote and Nunchuck because they were they were they were really similar to both sides of the uh, of the GameCube controller. Right on the left I had an analog stick. And two buttons at the top, you know, one for my shield, and I guess, or maybe grab. But yeah, like it didn't, it didn't change too much. It just kind of switched. Zed is going to be over here now, and then you know you have your shield. Whereas I have my A and B was underneath. That was a little. Is that how it worked? It's been so long since I played. I think B, would, yeah, B would have been B from the GameCube as well. Um. So I guess you know I'm, I, I am more familiar with the GameCube one just because I put I pumped so many hours into that one, but it, I never really was like I need to have a GameCube controller, and I know lots of people do. And I, when friends come over, they would always want a GameCube controller. Um, so when it comes to the game pad, I guess personally I don't really care. Um, I, I kind of just feel more like I'd rather play the game the way. It was primarily designed, as opposed to just kind of looking back all the time. Um, so hopefully, it it ends up working out on the gamepad. That'll definitely that'll be weird when it comes to local multiplayer, because you only got one gamepad, and then I guess everyone everyone's either going to be stuck with using like a sideways Wiimote, which sounds terrible, or the I guess the classic controller for everybody. Which oh man, there's no way I'm buying like three classic controllers for people. Yeah, it'll be weird to see how that one works. And then the 3DS one. I've just, I've never found handhelds to be great for fighters or anything that require, like, really fast movement. But I guess, I guess we'll see how that works. I've been thinking of maybe picking up both of them. Um, you know, if I had to pick only one, it'd be the Wii U version. But maybe if both, if there's a, if there's enough reason to get that 3DS one as well. 
Um, how do you feel about Xbox going strong on DRM and then becoming the opposite? Uh, is this their turnaround or last resort? So, you know, I touched on this beforehand. I think it's more of a turnaround. It's really, you know, everyone was complaining about it. Everyone I had seen was like, Xbox One is nothing. Of course, I'm getting a PS3 or PS4 instead. Um, I, you know, I don't think I had anyone say, yeah, I'm getting an Xbox. It was always just PS4. I guess, you know, John had mentioned he, he's thinking about it, but he already pre-ordered a PS4, so that, you know, that tells you something right there. I don't think it's a last resort, because I'm sure they were getting tons of pre-orders. They had my pre-order. I'm sure they would have, I don't know, actually, you know, I'm not sure if they would have been fine. It would have been really interesting. Um, and, you know, like I said, there's definitely more they could do. They can, you know, they're still $100 over, but we'll, we'll see how things pan out when, both those consoles launch this November, and we're looking at numbers and stuff. Well, that's that's when we'll really know, you know, is Xbox not doing okay? So I'd say it's too soon to say last resort. Um, oh, and Fox the Kid asks one more. Which console are you choosing this generation? Which one do you think is easiest to do cocaine off of? Uh, so I chose both, um, but I'm also really into my PC at the moment as well, so... I guess, yeah, just not Wii U at the moment. Uh, which one do you think is easy to do cocaine off of? Hmm, you know, I really, I have no idea. I think they're both both pretty flat. However, I think that PS4 has like a groove in the middle, so you, you might lose some in that groove. I'm, You know, I'm just going to say Xbox. Uh, so, yeah, there's your, there's your info on that, I guess. Yeah, I have no idea. All right. Uh, this next question is from John, uh, not not our John, a uh, different John. Uh, which of the big three gaming companies do you think will be the first to stop making consoles? It's a good question. Um, I guess the easy answer would be to say Nintendo, just because they're kind of trailing at the moment, and they've always kind of just been in the back a little bit. Um, I've even heard people saying before how it would be really interesting if you know, Nintendo kind of went the way of Sega and just started putting out, you know, Mario everywhere. Um, and, and then that would be, that would be something there, just kind of like Sonic. Um, and I guess, you know, between Sega and Microsoft, or sorry, uh, Sony and Microsoft, you know, it's too soon to say either one, because a second ago, like earlier today, I could have said, well, everyone's going for a PS4, so maybe it's Microsoft. It just has to get out of the console business. Who knows? Um, but, you know, Sony had a really bad last generation. The PS3 did not beat the 360. Uh, the 360 came out on top uh, between those guys, and, and you know, Sony was able to turn that around. But, you know, Microsoft's trying to level that field. So but, so I guess, you know, the easy answer, Nintendo, would be my answer, is if anyone's going to stop making consoles, it's them. Um, but at the same time, I don't think Nintendo actually makes any other products besides video game consoles. So, like, Microsoft has, you know, computers to fall back on. Sony does a ton. So it would be definitely really weird if Nintendo got out of that business for sure and was just a software company. But I guess that makes the most sense at the moment. Uh, this last question is from Joey. He writes in, Hey guys, now that E3 is come and gone and all the new consoles have officially been shown, 
How do you think the Wii U currently fares? Is there no more hope for the console, or will the newly announced games bring it slowly back into the spotlight, similar to the 3DS's slow start? So I just kind of touched on that a bit, but I guess putting in the context of E3, yeah, I you know, no big major headlines ever really came out of Nintendo. All I heard from that press, or it was a Nintendo Direct, was, hey, these are, you know, old, they're playing it safe. These are all old games, you know, a sequel to old games. And I've even heard, like, I've even read a report of Nintendo's, you know, replying back to that saying, hey, you know, we didn't make a new IP, but that doesn't, not, that doesn't mean we're not making new interesting, you know, gameplay choices with our existing IPs. It doesn't have to be a new character, which he's right. He, they don't have to make a new character to make something interesting. They can definitely put Mario into an interesting setting, and we all like Mario 3D Land, and hopefully 3D World is great. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, they are just, they are sticking to formulas, and hopefully they can mix those formulas up with these newer games. I, who knows at the moment? Their track record's not great. I myself don't think that Mario Kart 8 sounds very good, but I don't know yet. I haven't played it. But yeah, coming out of E3, not I'm like I'm not really that excited from anything really coming from Nintendo. I like Pokemon X and Y, but then again, that's a big twist with you know making it polygonal now. And 3D World mainly just because like. Of course I'm going to pick that up. But this is the first time I've been kind of hesitant on a Mario Kart, and I wasn't a huge fan of Donkey Kong Country Returns, so I don't know if I'll get this one. Um, to be fair, though, I didn't give Country Returns the biggest, or the best chance, so maybe I need to go back and try that one again. Anyway, um, oh, and Nathan just sent me his part of the podcast. A little late for that. Anyway, um... It's slow start, yeah, it is a slow start, and it's weird that they would have this because they went through this with the 3DS, and they, you know, they had th- awful third-party issues with the Wii, so it seems like you know they should have they should have seen all their mistakes and known how to fix it this time, and they haven't. So, you know, there's definitely hope. Nintendo always kind of comes in from behind. Like a lot of my favorite gaming experiences are on Nintendo consoles. The DS is one of my favorite platforms. It has a lot of incredibly cool games. And you know, I bet and I'm betting, or I'm hoping at least, that the Wii U will also get a lot of these really cool games. The Wii had some cool games too, but nothing that like is has really stuck with me like some of my experiences on the GameCube or on my DS. But I'm sure those will come up eventually and we you just have to wait. Like Nintendo always puts out some good first party games and there's always some really interesting third party games. Um, so I'm going to say it is a slow start. It seems like it's a slower start than usual, especially because looking forward, there's nothing I'm really that excited for, but, you know, I, I, I wouldn't count, uh, Nintendo out yet. I definitely wouldn't. And, you know, hopefully by the end of this year, there'll be a Wii U game on my top 10. I would, I would love that. Anyway, that's going to do it for questions this week. And, uh, once again, if you guys do want to send in questions, it's, uh, t- topdownperspective at gmail.com Twitter is at TDP Podcast and uh, you can just search Top Down Perspective on, the fa- on Facebook and you'll find our page where you can also ask questions um, so hopefully this was okay, hopefully it wasn't too repetitive with Nathan's part um, I might take a brief look through that when I'm putting these together 
But that's going to do it for me this week. Then I'm off for my road trip relatively soon. I believe uh, next week John will be back. Um, I think we'll all be here for next week, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I will... Oh, my game of the week. I should quickly say that. Um, I'm going to... Yeah, game of the week. Well, okay, last week I didn't get to make a game of the week. It would have been Thomas was alone. Okay, so this week... I am giving Game of the Week to Animal Crossing. So that is my Game of the Week. And if I had to pick... Uh, you know, yeah, so that, that's what that counts, okay? I know, that's kind of cheating, but, you know, to be fair, I didn't play Thomas of Alone this week. I played it the week before. So, there you go. Anyways, I'll catch you guys later. Uh, see you next week.